The TSW Roundtable is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Follow at SW Commonwealth on Twitter and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome, everybody, to Episode 4 of the TSW Roundtable. I will be your moderator, Robert Cast, and it's my pleasure to be on the Talk Star Wars podcast. This week is going to be a little bit strange, and I'll explain after I introduce our co-hosts and our guests, and, and we'll take it from there. But first, a familiar voice to any Talk Star Wars listener. I'm waiting for the speeder bike in the background from the Forest Moon of Endor. <laughs> I need to introduce Rob Wade. Hello. Hello, Rob. Welcome back. You are the first returnee on the, the roundtable. Oh, marvelous. Yes. I like, the, I like being the records, the, re, the trendsetter. The I like tre- it. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it your uh, your pension for being on podcasts, maybe, or just your your Cri- love of... Crippling, crippling neuroticism stroke narcissism, <laughs> e- equally balancing themselves out at any given time, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, I have to introduce Dan Solo. Do you want to say hi to everybody, Dan? Greetings, exalted ones. Um, I'm <laughs> Really honoured to be on the show. Thank you very much. Awesome. Oh, thanks for coming on, Dan. It's nice to nice to put a face to the voice and the the online presence that you that you represent. Yes, um, Dan is no stranger to. If you're uh, obviously if you're listening to this show, there's a good chance you're listening to talk Star Wars. You'll see you'll see a lot of his questions featured on that show. Mm. Um, if you're a VIP, you'll see lots of chatter in the groups, and it's just uh, it's it's finally it's awesome to have these the. Uh, Faces to the names, eh, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if they're st- sick of my stupid face, then they can uh, also see others in the VIP group. It's always nice. Well, and also, too, there might be there might be a little getting tired of myself. I know I have a monthly show, but I've, I've been able to cram my way onto quite a few extras lately. I, I think it's a bit different when you're doing us a favor. I think that's a little bit different to if oh, you were to no, just kind no. of this is, invite this... yourself onto every single episode. <laughs> No, no. This is this is my this is this is my grand plan all along. I wanted the, the Canadian Rebellion. Oh, clever boy. <laughs> clever. Yeah. So here we are, uh, TSW Roundtable. I should explain something real fast. You're probably thinking, wait a second. I've heard a couple of these episodes, and there were a few more people. It just seems like there's a couple empty chairs around the roundtable. It's not. It's like the triangle table today. <laughs> I should explain. In the UK, you guys just turned your clocks forward again last night. Did you not? We did, Rob. We did, Rob. And I, I, I tried to warn you about this. I know. I know. But this is the roundtable. This is the peek behind the curtain. Mm. This is this is where this we is give true. we give the give the listeners to say, hey, it's like uh, after dark side. There is a mm. lot of peeking behind that curtain, and it's, yes, except it's, 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 this is clean, as I recall. Yes, this is a this is a PG show. <laughs> this this is uh this is one of the podcasts I do that my daughter can listen to, which is nice. Mm. Yeah, I think as long as you got you don't as long as you don't have Steve, he tends to be the one who accidentally f bombs the most. You should clarify, Naked Steve from Talk Star Wars. Sorry, sorry, yes, Naked Steve from Talk Star Wars, rather than Steve from Journals of the Willing. Um, yes. Yeah, Naked Steve tends to be the guy who accidentally f bombs. Yes, um, I do it deliberately uh, <laughs> because I like to be able to switch it on and off. So when we hit after Dark Side, I just thank goodness yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> see you even self-edit that's mm-hmm. oh yeah well when when you've had to edit yourself uh you know enough times for various different things then you just learn it just becomes second nature kind of pg up yes exactly he said we put on well that's that that was my my hope with doing aside from my weekly roman podcast show rob you you're an avid listener you are a uk correspondent you know 
we tend to go a little off the rails. I know crazy, yeah, tra- crazy train is your yeah. thing, but we <laughs> work. Yeah, that starts. That yeah, the, the crazy train never touches the rails, so I think it's okay. Okay, you know we. <laughs> We've established very early on that that is a rambling shambles of a podcast, and that's that seems to be popular with enough people. So it is to be okay. It yeah. is all right. So now that now that Rob and I are done massaging each other, and <laughs> oh oh, oh my. A disgusted Sulu. No no no, a normal one. Oh normal one. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Good. You'll know when I'm disgusted. It'll be oh. quite a bit, quite markedly different. Oh. oh. <laughs> Any, any, anybody, anybody listen to the recent talk stars after dark side, you'll, you know, that'll, you recognize that mm. bit. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what we do here is we grab a question from, uh, from the VIP and then we pass around the table. I know it's a small table today, but we'll try to handle it nevertheless. So Dan, um, what is your question for the round table? Um, so I've managed to think of something, uh, again, um, my question is around uh, what are people's takes uh, obviously we've only got two people here but what are your takes on the uh, balance of the force so um, is it to eradicate the dark side which which is what Yoda and Mace seem to believe in the prequels or, or is it a balance of dark and light um, so would you need to reduce both of them to zero to get rid of the dark side Maybe um, that's something that Luke has now learned, hence the, hence the Last Jedi. Um, maybe maybe he realizes that you know we're, we're going to have to reduce both these to zero and go and go on without the dark side or the light to have real balance in the Force. Um, it's it's always been a strange one for me because you know balance um, doesn't seem to be eradicating the dark side. But I, I'm I'm interested to know what you think. All right, uh, Rob Wade. Mm. Uh, so I'm kind of with you on that, Dan. Um, I think I've always kind of, even as far back as when episode three kind of, maybe not when it first came out, but by the time it was out on DVD and I could watch it at home and watch it at my leisure numerous times, which I proceeded to do. Um, I have always kind of taken, I've never taken the balance of the force to be light side wins, dark side loses, because that doesn't feel like balance. Um, especially, so I don't know, um, if you've read the, no- the the novel version of Revenge of the Sith, which are kind of they're kind of considered canon unless they specifically tread over something that's covered in the film, in which case they're they're considered secondary. But um, towards the end of that, Yoda and Obi Wan have a much longer conversation when they arrive on Polis Massa about uh, about the prophecy and how they've and where they went wrong. And Yoda almost seems like he's actually kind of clocked onto the fact that he got that wrong really early and you know really quickly after. Anakin turns and he kind of sees it as, you know, we always, we thought it was, we thought the balance would be to eradicate the dark side, but that, you know, of course that's not necessarily what it could be. We, we were sort of thinking about it from too narrow a, a focus. Um, I can't remember the exact wording of it because it was a while since I listened to it, but um, I've always kind of thought of it as, you know, the Sith had been at the time of the prequel starting, the Sith had been gone for a thousand years, let's say. I can't remember exact if there's an exact figure mentioned. It's probably in episode one somewhere. And they talk about how it's been, you know, the Sith has been gone for some time and the chosen one is meant to bring balance to the force. Now at that point, if they're convinced that the Sith is got is, is fully gone because they've got no reason to suggest until Maul turns up, they've got no reason to think otherwise. If that's the case, then the prophecy doesn't, wouldn't make sense to them. So I don't know why they would even consider 
following it in any reasonable kind of in any reasonable direction. It's been a severe imbalance for that for that whole time, hasn't there? Because that- yeah, exactly. You know, and they don't take it as a point of view of maybe we're there are too many of us and we're too numerous and a bit bloated and you know we've talked about on on the show how they've become almost like you know galactic policemen they've you know they've they've about they've not so much abandoned their ways of sort of reflection and meditation and servants of the force but they're all they they've kind of become bureaucratic tools um not tools in you know in the in the in the utility sense uh rather than you know although there's probably a few in there who like a like a bit of paperwork um so I think that maybe the the balance of the force is is that kind of you know they've become too bloated they've become unwieldy there's there's too many of them the the powers kind of spread quite thin um, so I wonder if maybe the balance is designed to you know correct the the sway one way or the other so you know and I suppose how far it unbalances could determine how quickly it needs to be rebalanced, if that makes sense. So, you know, maybe the Jedi were gradually creeping too far in one direction, whereas the Sith went from naught to naught to 60 in really quick time. So that needs to be balanced again in, you know, thir- what is it, uh, 20, 21, 22 years between the prequels and, and Return of the Jedi. So that has to be addressed very quickly. Um, and obviously we know eventually that Anakin does balance the Force by destroying Palpatine and himself and ridding the galaxy of the dark side. But I really do think that the the title of The Last Jedi is very much a, a reflection of if the Force, if Force users go forwards, they're going to call themselves something slightly, they're going to look at it from a slightly different point of view, uh, which is why you see in that, um, at the beginning of episode seven in the, in, again, in the novel, but it's sort of reproduced everywhere. And this is considered kind of, can it's from the journal of the wills and it's a um it's about sort of um embracing something embracing the gray with refined jedi sight so it's using to my mind that's using the the experience that they've learned over the course of the prequels and of the galactic civil war and the time ensuing afterwards to uh to kind of reflect on the force and what it means to be a jedi and what have they gone you know has the jedi code gone too far in one direction does it need to be brought back to the to the kind of more into the gray because there is a big you know if you sort of take jedi and sith as the two poles two extremes at the end of the spectrum then there's a big space to play in in between and actually most people it's true of anything you know you've got your kind of even star wars fandom you've got your hardcore fans and your hardcore haters and you've got the, this big space to play in in between where people are a mix of quite like it to really like it to not you know maybe they're collectors and so on but you know everything's got its its poles at either end, and then there's this big space to play in in the middle, which is where most people sit. Well, so may, maybe that's the. Sorry, go. On. No, I was just I was just going to mention there. I didn't I didn't mean to cut you off, but the uh, like when there was Vader and Palpatine, and then mm-hmm. Yoda and Obi Wan floating around the galaxy. Okay, now I'm just talking original uh, the original six saga. Where because well, mm-hmm. once we start getting into Rebels and the Men Do and the Light or the, and Clone Wars and the Gray, that's a whole other thread we don't we're not going to pull just yet but if we're looking at the original six movies balance had when there was obi-wan yoda and palpatine and vader like you could legitimately say like anakin being the chosen one slaughtering all those younglings for better or worse and and order 66 actually brought balance to the force if you're talking sheer numbers 
Yeah. Now, again, now we know, yes, there's Ezra and there's Kanan and there's, you mean, Inquisitors. And we don't, there's all this other stuff that we're at the time. And Mm. you can actually say that Vader killing Palpatine, you mean, or Darth Sidious at the end of Mm -hmm. Jedi, spoilers, the, the, and then leaving Luke by himself, now the Force is unbalanced again. Mm. Yeah, it's true, you know. Yeah. And I think um, I think maybe the events preceding the Force Awakens are another attempt to to un, to kind of correct that balance because you know you've got Luke trying to raise the next generation of of Jedi yeah and then it's all kind of taken away from him and the dark side kind of rises back up and Luke goes off into exile so maybe that's another balancing act you know in the in the Force because we're kind of we're kind of getting the impression that the Force is a little bit more sentient than we've been led to understand in previous saga movies. You know, we're getting the sense that there's a certain, you know, the will of the Force is much more potent than we've been kind of led to understand in the in the previous saga movies and the sort of connected materials. Right. Um, let me throw it back. Uh, let me pose this to Dan. Okay, do you considering the balance and having everything the force do you think the force has everything predetermined or do you think maybe it's um it's it's suggestive or pushes people towards something to to keep a balance well sure says uh, in rogue one everything is as the force wills it so um so the force the force is mysterious and ever-changing and and it, it seems to me as though, um, you know, just as, as time develops, it suddenly decides that it wants to lean towards the light and you'll have a lot of light side users. And then it realizes balance needs to be created. So it will, it will, the, rise, the, the rise of the dark side will happen. Right. And, and it kind of, it's almost as though the force is playing everybody. You know, they're all kind of, they're all kind of puppets led by the force. And the force has this will of its own. Yeah, like it's, uh, like it's nothing's predetermined, etched in stone, but it heavily pushes and suggests and it influences things to go absolutely. left or right or, you know, light or yeah, dark. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely what I'm gathering. And, um, I'm, I mean, I'm hearing lots of theories about um, about where the, force, where the force comes from and, you know, people like Palpatine searching the, uh, looking for the outer regions and things like that and... Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of the, the, there could be a lot to happen with the force in canon yet, and maybe that will go some way to explaining some of it. Mm. Right. So um, to get back to the original question, is uh, Rob Wade final mm-hmm. answer? Do you can you can you make any sense of this? Like, is there is it have to be balanced in the end, or is there a continuous battle to have it balanced? I think. I, th- I think the the re- the problem we've got is we're looking at the we're looking at a relatively small section of the galactic history that kind of surrounds the Star Wars universe because we know uh, I mean obviously a lot of it's been decanonized and made into legends and stuff but you know the original connected materials kind of took you back four or five thousand years before the events of A New Hope and then you you learned that there was all this kind of back and forth and rise and falls and dark side on top, light side on top for a long time. You know, they'd spend endless amounts of time kind of shifting and changing. So I think that the fact that we're looking at this kind of, what, 50, 60 year period of, uh, of saga movies, we probably don't have the full 
you know, we don't have enough data to to kind of compute that stuff. So, you know, I think maybe what we might find in episode eight, we might learn that there's more, you know, we might learn a bit of the history much further back than the prequels. We might learn much kind of much of the the introductions of the force and the origins of the force. And I think Dan, you're absolutely right. I think that's that stuff is to come. Uh, and I think it will be explored in saga because I kind of see it. I don't know how, um, Dan, have you seen the, the Harry Potter movies? I've been through them once. So, been through them once. so you'll know <laughs> yeah. the bit I'm talking about. So in one of the, I think it's the first part seven, uh, the first number, first part of number seven, which are, the forgettable one, um, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a little sequence that's kind of played out in, uh, animation that's almost like a Tim Burton papercraft thing about the about the three brothers and the elder wand and the invisibility cloak and the the stone of resurrection and stuff. I can almost see something similar occurring in in episode eight or episode nine that kind of gives us a bit of a, a truncated history of the of the origins of the known origins of the force and how people have understood it and how people have worked within it over those you know over those thousands of years because i think this 60 year period we've got is nowhere near enough to to really understand how drastic a shift this is in the grand scheme of things well, yep. yeah we are literally looking at one family and even all the extra players like c3po happens to be made by one of the people from this family like everything this one r2 has been owned by everybody in this family you know, um, Han Solo. Oh, here's this new guy. He marries into the family. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like, Everybody's a little bit tight. It's all a little bit tidy, isn't it? All the threads are kind of connected yeah. together in in saga. You know, the one guy who meets uh, the main cast who isn't part of the family already, but is going to become one by the end of, you know, by the time Force Awakens rolls around. It's all a bit tidy. Well, I, and then that's and and for for my kind of final answer on that, Dan, I think. Um, it's, it's almost like if you got two glasses of water and you're trying to make them completely even and you're like, Oh, I'm going to pour some in the other one. Oh, Oh, I poured too much. Then you got to pour a little bit back. And it's almost like, this is what we're getting through the saga. We're getting this through movies like, Oh, Oh, too dark. No, too light, too dark, too light. It's like trying to find the perfect toast in the morning. It's, and it just doesn't seem to be happening for them. Somebody adjusting a really large portrait frame. Just yes. left a bit, right a bit, left a bit. Exactly. And yeah, and you have entire yeah. fandom going, no, no, left a bit. And then Lucasfilm <laughs> going, okay, no, no, too far. Yeah. Too far. <laughs> so uh maybe that's maybe that's what Luke um maybe that's what he's gone off to to study and learn about mm. and why he's exiled himself. He yeah. wants to he wants to learn about this balance and how he can you know how he can really truly achieve it in the end. Yeah, because it may be. I mean, he's he's seen. He's only seen obviously the aftermath of the first time the Jedi have fallen. But he's he's got to be thinking by the end of by the time Episode Seven rolls around. Why does this keep failing? What yeah. are we doing wrong? So maybe so, uh, I think you're probably right. Balance, yeah. at, the end, at the end of Return of the Jedi, uh, Anakin kind of did fulfill the prof, kind of fulfill the prophecy in the end. Yeah, um, but then but then of course the Force is unbalanced again. And it, yeah, and it, indeed. For the next thirty years until until the First Order rises up. Again, and that's that's from a certain point of view. Like, if you're a light side user, you're like, "Oh, the Sith are dead. <sighs> Finally, we have balance yeah. in our life." No, no. I mean, it's like, <laughs> mm. you know. And if you're the Sith, you're going, "Oh no, this is this is horrible. We had balance when the Jedi were gone. You know, like we yeah. had them at arm's length." Like, mm. so. But either way, uh, I think I think it's safe to say we are being entertained. 
I, um, now to bring in the uh, kind of some of this new cannon that's coming out, you think the waters are getting a little too muddied with this gray, with the light, with the, you know, like you said, maybe this is where Luke's heading, like realizing, you know, well, maybe I'm, I, sh- I can't be a Democrat. I can't be a Republican. I got to find somewhere down the middle here, you know. It certainly explains the, the title to me, The, the Last Jedi. Right. Um, because if, if, it, if it's uh, singular or plural, but these are really the last Jedi, you know, this, mm. what's the reason behind that? Is is Luke really trying to extinguish that that light and, and also eradicate the dark at the same time? Mm. Um, it kind of does explain it to me, but of, of course we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got to pass that around the, our small table this evening. Now, of course, in a typical Star Wars Commonwealth fashion, I put the the word out saying, hey, I'm a moron and I messed up the time zones. And, of course, me being ignorant to it is the Mother's Day in the UK. So, well, my mother's from the UK, so maybe that kind of, no? <laughs> I'm getting puzzled looks on Skype. They're like, no, Rob, you're clearly Canadian. No, yeah, I think, t- I think tomorrow you might get an annoyed message like, where was my Mother's Day? You know, maybe the time zones are throwing you off, but I think yeah, that's maybe. as far as you're going to get. No, my mother actually lives in my time zone, and I, I was I – was, FaceTiming, as they say today, and, and oh, okay. I said, do you want a happy Mother's Day now or in May when we have the Canadian one? You can't have both. <laughs> yeah. I thought you I thought you were going to say, do you want to jump on this roundtable tonight with these guys? <laughs> Almost. He's <laughs> <laughs> always welcome. Yes, but uh, I, like I was getting at in typical Star Wars Commonwealth fashion, I put the word out that, hey, we might need a couple extra questions here tonight, and Ash, being uh, who she is, she sent one in. Uh, she asked, do you think it's important that Star Wars moves on to new characters, or do you think the old characters should get most of the attention? Now, I'm assuming, obviously, that's with uh, anything new coming out now with the uh, saga movies. I mean, I know standalones, are, they got their own thing going on, but, you know, like, like let's just say saga movies, and uh, do you think we should get an overdose on Luke, and, or do you really want to see more Rey, Finn, Poe, Kylo? Dan, what do you think? For me, for me personally, there wasn't quite enough of Luke in in The Force Awakens. Um, I thought they uh, they could have put a little bit more of Luke in there, but I completely understand why why they've done what they've done with that film. Um, I'm I'm a huge fan of the original trilogy, so you know I'm, I'm keen to see as much of the old characters as possible. But again, I can totally understand why they're introducing new characters. They're getting new fans on board. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm enjoying the new characters as well. So for me personally, you know, I'd, I like to see as much of the old characters as possible. But, you know, I'm enjoying the new ones as well. So um, so overall, um, I think they're doing the right thing. Uh, again, a nice balance in what, uh, what, they're, what they're doing. Uh, Rob Wade, I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. you've been over this a few times. So what do you, what do you think? What's your, what's your yeah. definitive answer? I'm absolutely with Dan. Um, I think it's, you know, it would have been nice to see a bit more Luke in episode seven. Uh, and I think the original characters, I think it's very important that they anchored the film in those new characters. I think what we should see over the course of the next movies is a gradual shift away from those established characters and to kind of have new characters take, maybe not swap like for like with some of these roles, but they should certainly live in those spaces. So, you know, we've got kind of we had a, an ace pilot in Wedge Antilles. We've got one in Poe Dameron. That's a bit of an easier swap. Um, who would take 
I mean, I feel horrible saying it, obviously, with the last couple of months, but who would kind of occupy Leia's space in that new character block is kind of still to be determined. It's, I've heard right. rumors that Poe Dameron might have a role in that, but it doesn't quite wash for me with his character in Episode 7 for him to be a diplomat and a politician. He seems more like a action kind of get things done type guy. He doesn't seem to me like a, you know, like a bureaucrat or a politician of any kind. Right. So that kind of doesn't quite wash with me. Um, I think so. So kind of, you know, to bring my long winded methodology round to a, a kind of soundbitey conclusion, I think um, I think they absolutely should introduce they should gradually phase out the old characters. But I wouldn't want to see it happen any quicker than I mean, by the end of episode nine, people should be in place for those roles. And right. if they go ahead with an episode 10 that follows in a direct saga continu- uh, continuity, then you would start to see them occupy those roles and maybe you might get little cameos from the old cast, but it wouldn't be, they wouldn't be anchored to the story in any way. They would just be sort of fan service, a bit like the rebel stuff in, in right. row one. Yeah. Um, see, I, I think, I think my opinion's slightly skewed now with, with the loss of Carrie Fisher. And I know we keep apologizing every time we bring her name up and saying, well, they like, and I've said this on a round table before, it's a complete knee-jerk reaction when everybody lost Carrie. The first thing everybody thought of was like, "Oh my God, my precious Saga." You mean it sounds horrible? There, it, it, I think, yeah. I mean, it's you expressed. Know. That's kind of a, a, a glib way of putting it, but I think that is a, a reasonable reaction is to wonder about that stuff. Exactly. I don't and think it's, there's it's, any harm in that. It's like if you anybody, you know, what I mean, like if you lose anybody close to you, you lose your your dog passed away. It's like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like, it's a knee-jerk reaction. You know? yeah. And as far as Carrie's, like, now it's like, oh, now that she's gone, and I know episode eight is in the books, and they have everything they need, it's just, if they know, you know, of course you'll never know that was coming, but now it just seems like opportunity loss, where it's like, we could have had more Luke or more Han and Leia, or maybe have Han leave us in episode eight, and then we can have the three of them back together for one more thing. And, like, you know, it just, it, it's, now it's just a complete regret of, like, oh, what could have been? But mm. maybe, on the other hand, here's the cards we have. Here's the hand we have to play. And it's going to move forward as such. You know what I mean? So with Han obviously leaving the saga, or I, I, I hope he doesn't come back as a force ghost. I hope, you know what I mean? Like, in my opinion, that's enough of that. Like, no, no, like for, as far as Han is concerned, you know, Qui Gon, he can make a cameo, but as you far as flashbacks or, or force backs or or in some way or another, I, I I heard about him signing on for all three movies in the the in the um, episode seven to nine, right? Uh, so I, I I heard about him signing on. I, I also heard that. Um, Felicity Jones signed on for three movies as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Clearly that, that's probably not going to happen. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it, well, like, no, and that, and that's, that I don't mind. I just don't want, I mean, if, if the force is this be all and end all in the saga movies, and then you have Han walk in and looking around like, Oh, wait, Oh, Oh, it's the, the force ghost room. Is this like, it's Force Skype. Hey guys, hey, I'm, I'm on the other side. Yeah, is this a private party or can anybody join? Yeah. Hey, it's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, I'm rambling, but back to the point. I think, uh, it, yes, the loss of Carrie kind of forces the hand, but maybe, like you said, Rob, Luke in the background, kind of like the Obi-Wan character in the original trilogy. 
always there, can be there as for you mean, you know, Ray, you mean go to Dagobah, you mean, or whatever she he's got to say or whatever, you mean, he can still be there if they're going to phase him out. But, you know, I'm okay with it. Like I've, I'm, I'm, I love the OT and I grew up with them, but I'm, I, I like Force Awakens. I like what they did. I know a lot of people hated, oh, it was too much like the other movies, but I, I think considering what they had to deal with, I think it was great. Like, I think there's just enough of the old, there's just enough of the new, and I like where they're going. And, you know, um, how many hours of our week is spent listening to podcasts and reading theories and clickbaits for this movie? Like, no other movie in my entire life has ever been like that, except for the next Star Wars movie, whenever, whatever that is and whatever that is coming up. Mm. If they ever announced a sequel to Event Horizon, maybe I'd be, you know, intri- intrigued enough to look into it in depth. But maybe. yeah, Star Wars is otherwise. Otherwise, Star Wars is the only one. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like it. I think uh, I, I enjoy where they're going. I'm, I'm okay with them moving on. And mm. I mean, I was kind of okay. I realized that was going to be inevitability. You know, I'm a few years younger than the main cast anyway. So it's like, well, great. Like I, I, I hope I outlive them. I'm 20 years or junior. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hope they still make Star Wars, and maybe there'll be something after they're not with us. So, sorry, just something else on on uh, on the new characters. Yeah, of course. Uh, if you if you consider um, the mystery around Rey and her heritage, and 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 what part she's going to play in the new saga, and if you consider um, you know all the uh, all the theories that are going around, all the speculation, all the videos, um, people are invested in this character, and you know I'm one of them as well. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I love the new characters. I think they've done a great job with them. Um, I love the old characters as well. And you know, like you say, Rob, I think uh, I think they have got the balance. Uh, they have got the balance right, and hopefully, um, they'll pass the baton on, on in a in a good way. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I I don't see any. Uh, I don't see. I I I know there's a lot of criticism, but I, considering what the hand they were dealt, like I'm I'm really loving what we got. You know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, my my main criticism of The Force Awakens, I think, will be addressed in future films, which is the, the speed at which Rey becomes so powerful. But I think we're going to find yeah. out later on that that's, you know, there's a good reason for that. And I'm, you know, I'm, to- I'm totally fine with that if that's the case. Yep. Awesome. Okay, well, there we go. Well, thank you, Ash. We appreciate that. And uh, um, Kyle from Tumbling Saber, we all know. Ah. Yes. He's, uh, he stepped up to the plate as well, and he offered a, ah. a question. He ran a poll on this there uh, some time ago, but he just wanted to pass it around the roundtable and see what you guys think. Um, as Star Wars moves forward, uh, which era would you like the future Star Wars movies to explore? Like the Republic, early history, um, far into the future, immediate future, fill-in-the-blank movies? Like, And this could be, obviously, this is including, obviously not Saga, but the uh, the standalones. Um, Rob Wade, what do you think? you Anything you're you're hoping for? Yeah, there is one. Um, I would like to see a, da- a proper Darth Bane movie. Yes, because uh, <laughs> they because they cut out they cut out a big swathe of his canon, and the stuff they've still got is fine. But if they do anything that's a tenth as good as what they did in the Legends trilogy, then it will be an amazing, amazing movie. Oh, so that would be something I'd like to see. Dan, what is there something you're, some piece of the puzzle you're missing that you want Return to Legends or or Return to Legends, Return to Canon? Or something you want to see on the screen? This is probably quite a popular one, but I, I just want to see what Luke's been up to in the, mm. in the time 
between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Uh, I'm guessing they're going to address some of that in the next film, in The Last Jedi, um, whether it be by force backs or through discussion. But um, I, I, I obviously, I'm not sure how, the, how they'd ever be able to do it, but um, whether it be by recasting or, or whatever other methods. But um, I would love to fill in those gaps and, and, and know what uh, Luke was up to, the training of the Jedi and, and obviously the downfall of the Academy and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I could see uh, the old Republic stuff. I could see that being on a, a tele, a even live action television show. That'd be cool. It's something that can be explored where they can dig deep into the characters. Maybe not so much animated because you know, with the characters from Legends, that they can get a little maybe a Netflix type thing where they can get really you know not obviously X rated, but where they can really get their hands dirty. Yeah, you know, where they can just tell the story like they're supposed to, and and just. And not worry about, you mean too much, you mean the violence or stuff like that. But yeah. uh, Rob Wade, I have to agree with you. Bane, uh, I'm, I've I've read the original the the trilogy, the Bane books, mm. and oh, it's just good, good series, fantastic. It's a good series. Have you heard the audiobook version? Yes, yes. Oh, with the Jonathan with the Jonathan Davis voiceover. It's just he he does. There's a certain there's a a couple of them who are really good at different things. Mark Thompson does an amazing kind of. New Republic era, because he right. does a lot of the he does some really good impressions of a lot of the existing kind of ca- the remaining canon characters. But Jonathan Davis, anything to do with the dark side or any dark side characters, Jonathan Davis is the man for that stuff. Yeah. He just has a fantastic dark, like gravelly voice that just works so well. It's and to in the Bane trilogy, it's so well executed. It's unreal for me. That Darth Plagueis Legends. Book. Oh yeah! Oh, it's so good. And again, the audiobook too is just fantastic. They, it's the only problem with that. It weaves a ton into the uh, early prequels, mm-hmm. into Phantom Menace, and I yeah. think they're gonna. It, they might want to. Not that they're staying away from the prequels, but I think they might want to. Let's put out a political thriller. Everybody would just look. No, 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 no. Like there'd be yeah. so much backlash from it. There is a way to approach that stuff. I think that could be that could be done, but I think it would be a hard sell. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They, I don't think anybody wants that political intrigue and everything. But I, yeah, Plagueis. Uh, I'd love no. to hear more. If if Plagueis is uh, Darth Sidious' master, as they say in Legends, uh, he he definitely is. That's still that's still considered canon. Is that's, it? Uh, yeah, I think that's um, that's in the Revenge of the Sith novelization. He mentions it by by name. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, def- that's definitely still established canon, which okay. is you know, um, what they don't establish is whether or not the the whole thing about being able to prolong life and create life is is bunk. They don't actually. I don't recall them ever saying whether or not that's actually done. Right. Um, it, if if it is, I think Palpatine might have said that. Uh, you know, selfish bugger kept it to himself. Yeah. So, not very good at it, obviously. Yeah, exactly. I think that's uh, that's that's you're exactly right. With um, obviously, like you're, the, what was it? The, what was the line? Um, he could save everybody he knows except for himself. Plagueis. Mm. You know, yeah. So, but not himself. No. <laughs> well, they're at. I know he's, he's he's at the opera, isn't he? The, he is. Yeah, <laughs> Squid Opera or whatever they're watching. <laughs> yeah, just a a giant like water like liquid ball. With yes. people just jumping in and out of it, it's a, the weirdest Cirque du Soleil I've ever seen in my life. 
Yeah. Well, hey, it's it's human. It's. it's I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd, if it came to London, I'd watch it. But no, of course, yeah. <laughs> what would you watch? Was that that at the O2 or? Yeah, I think you'd have to. I think the only place big enough, isn't it? I don't know. Big, I've never for been a big to the lic- for a big liquid bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, well, we, we got a little bit of time left here. Uh, Dan, do you have uh, do you have anything else you want to you were wanted to discuss or swing around the table? Not to put you what on about- the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm quite keen for an Obi Wan film as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. Don't know if either of you saw the, uh, the there was a fan trailer that came out a few months back. Yeah, wasn't it using movie a mo- part of a movie where he was playing Jesus or something like that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It was it was it, good. It's a fantastic, uh, obviously fan trailer, but it's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the and the reveal at the end of this trailer, I don't should I spoil it? For, should I spoil a fan? It's a fan trailer. Sure. Yeah, I think you're okay. <laughs> Um, the the reveal of the the Qui Gon uh, Force Ghost um, yeah. it just it sent shivers down my spine when I when I saw mm. that for the first time. Obviously the, uh, the the Force Awakens music backing kind of helped that as well. Yeah. Um, yes. But um, but no, that's that's something that I really like to see. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's come out in Rebels recently. I, I've not seen any of the Rebels episodes, but I've heard they've yeah. been back uh, Tatooine and uh, and Obi Wan's made an appearance. So. Um, Maybe some continuation of that story on in live action would be great as well. Cool, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a big space to play, and he's on there for what eighteen years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a fair old whack of time that he can be, you know, he can be involved with, and actually, you don't. Then it doesn't matter who you cast as Luke, right? Because you're you're casting him pre a new hope. So in the same way they've done with Alden, they can choose an actor who sort of looks a bit like him as a young version, and then. You know, you could have a very small shot of him, like a little cameo somewhere. So not to have another young Anakin Skywalker on your hands, yeah. maybe. Oh, no, 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 no. I saw a fantastic picture on the subject the other day of uh, Hayden Christensen next to 20-year-old Jake Lloyd. And it was, uh, this is what Anakin was supposed to look like age 20, and this is what he ended up looking like. And it's so, so far removed. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Jake Lloyd. Like, I feel so bad for him. He seems to have had a horrible, horrible time he, since uh, episode one. He's, you know, you watch interviews with him. He just seems so, you know, bitter. But when you hear why, you just you sort of get it. You, you just feel just feel bad. Well, yeah, it would be like because he's like he was just a kid. He had no idea what Star Wars meant to the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, that'd be like. Uh, me being a kid in the seventies and like, oh, you're gonna be the the chosen one in the next Star Trek movie, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay, whatever. And then everybody's like, oh, our beloved Star Trek, and who's this yeah. stupid twit? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's like if there was a Jerry Maguire trilogy, right? And the <laughs> right. little kid, and the little kid with glasses, uh, Jonathan Litnick or whatever his name is, was just getting told to kill himself. It's awful. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why people think that because it's a film you really like that makes that sort of thing okay. It is, I just it, don't get it. Yeah, it's it's not okay. It's it's, oh. it's horrible. Like, and, yeah. um, and and it, we're no strangers to Twitter comments. Being told to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just having a look, seeing how long it's been. I uh, meant to delete that too. So I'm like sorry, six Rob. Days, I think. <laughs> it's five days. Five days without being told to kill myself on Twitter. So that's well. Good. You should use. I, I know you. You had. You do have a blackboard behind you. You should mm-hmm. actually write down how many days without a Twitter incident. Uh, yeah, 
Jen doesn't really care. So it's, no. it's a bit of a, to put it in there, she's just like, what is this? <laughs> you know, and I don't need her angry at me. She can get angry at me for a number of perfectly legitimate reasons. That seems like a one that I could spare myself. Right. Um, I, okay. Well, okay. Well, I, no, okay. We'll, we'll jump off the Twitter hate. Um, I have, I have one more thing. I wouldn't mind popping in the show real quick. Oh, okay. The, um, twin sons. Now I know Dan, you said you're not a rebels I've fan. Seen the first six episodes. Okay. So I'm way behind. Okay. And, well, uh, I lost, I lost, we, we canceled sky and I lost Disney XD and I've not seen any since then. So, right. Well, recently I know Rob, you find you've, you've caught up. Yeah, I caught up in the weirdest way. Um, there was a YouTube link that was still there, <laughs> so I just—I've yes. I've never seen anything like it. It's usually those things are taken down within five minutes of being up, but it was there for a good day and a half. Yep. So well, I finally had a chance. So I had a chance to catch up. I felt no. I, normally, I'd feel guilty about that sort of thing, but I have paid for the season pass up front, so I think in this case, yeah. I am—you know—I am still gonna. They've had my money anyway. Yep. And I'm still going to get a copy of Twin Sons that's mine to keep any in you know in a couple of weeks. So right. I felt I felt less guilt than usual about that sort of thing. Well, they had a um, okay. So you know, and I'm sorry, Dan. Like this is going to be really old news by the time oh, goes out. True, yeah. Goes out on Talk Star Wars proper. I know everybody mm. in the VIP room in the on Facebook know all about Twin Sons. It <laughs> was um, a big thread. There was a big thread. Yes. Ridiculous. <laughs> and, the only thing that was more popular was my live stream. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, I should explain you, um, us here in North America. We get a Rebels episode, and it's not aired in the UK until what two weeks after us. Uh, yeah. So to give you an idea, I can tell you how far we've got. I know we just had Double Agent Droid. Maybe may yep. have just dropped. Okay. Yeah. So you are you are right. exactly two weeks behind then. Yeah. Like two. two we... I think three weeks at a push. Okay. Two, or two. Two weeks sounds right, but maybe three. But it's. You know, it's annoying because it's bad enough when I, I mean, I watch Game of Thrones and it's bad enough having to watch what I'm doing for a day between yes. the US and the UK. Yep. Two, three weeks is ridiculous. I get the same with Walking Dead. Um, yeah, yeah, I can believe it, mate. Yeah. Avoid Twitter the day before. Yeah. Period. I'm so far behind on Walking Dead that if I'm spoiled at this point, it's kind of my own fault. Well, so how about we spoil everybody? Actually, I have uh, the season finale of Rebels on my DVR. How about we just play it over the show? There we go, everybody. <laughs> We'll also, we'll, Hopefully, by the time this goes live, I'd have seen it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you will. But, um, okay, sorry. Okay, let me backtrack to my original thought. Um, Dan, have you ever watched the, the Clone Wars animated series? I know of it. I've heard a lot about it. But right. Again, unfortunately, I've not seen that. Well, there is a voice actor, uh, James Arnold Taylor, who is famous for doing Obi-Wan. And he mm-hmm. actually, um, he took a lot of pride in actually some of the new voices he got to create, like uh, Flo Koon. Um, mm-hmm. yep. there's a few other ones and Obi-Wan Kenobi makes an appearance in Twin Sons and it's not James Arnold Taylor. It's I know who it is. You know who it is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the guy, the guy is an absolute sorcerer. He is nothing short of phenomenal. Yeah. And I was, I'm, I'm being a big Clone Wars fan. I was like, and I'm, I'm a fan of James Arnold Taylor like on, of, of his a lot of his work and i was like oh and, they, and i'm hearing stuff like when we saw the previews that oh look at obi-wan's back on animated on disney xd and it's like oh wait oh and james arnold taylor was like i've never got the call so we're like oh, what? oh man yeah so you can imagine everybody's going oh no and then now that we've finally seen the episode uh dan do yourself a favor watch this twin sons like it is it, even it, it, you can actually watch it outside of not knowing anything about the rebels 
just as a standalone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh my god, and uh, Stephen Stanton voicing Obi Wan Kenobi was unbelievable. Like I was like, oh, oh, I get it. It's his Alec Guinness is is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. He's when I heard the trailer for Twin Sons. This uh, when it was the sort of would have been the mid season season right. three trailer. I honestly thought that it was um, cut together Alec Guinness lines because it was so close to yep. what um, what he was doing. And then when he pl- and when he talked on the actual episode, I was like, "That is, he is some kind of wizard." And I've told him this on Twitter. He hasn't come back to me yet. No. But he's probably too busy <laughs> flawlessly imitating me for my inevitable <laughs> you know, re- replacement when Mark gets uh, <laughs> the call from Stephen Stanton. He's like, "Ah, oh, Rob, who?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, and, and again, I don't, like, I'm not saying, oh, all is forgiven. Like, um, they did do a nice bit. They had a hologram with a younger, um, more of the age of, uh, yes. of uh, the Obi-Wan actor, Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. And James Arnold Taylor's voice was on the hologram. And then when we see, ah. then when we see Obi-Wan at the age of Alec Guinness, we got the new voice actor. And it's just, wow. Mm. Like, on That makes more sense. Yeah. Fantastic, and again, if you, if you Dan, if you do get a chance, go just watch it on your on its own. It's you won't be disappointed. Steve Stanton was also the voice of uh, Admiral Radis in yes. Rogue yeah. Society, yeah, which so he's he's a very talented, you know, voice, oh, yeah. voice actor. Superb. Yep. So, oh, there's another really there's good. another thing that came out uh, last this just a couple of days ago on iTunes. I know it's not. By the time this airs, obviously everybody will have the Blu-ray, but uh, Rogue One is on iTunes right now. Ah, yes, in North America and Canada, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's not your fault. We have to. I think we have to wait till April the tenth. Oh no, something like that. So I say we're a couple of weeks behind generally. I think. Well, let the... let me just pull it up on that on my iPad now too. I, here we go. <laughs> we'll sit around the round table and watch Rogue One. <laughs> Yeah, um, Come on. yeah, we get, get the films a day earlier in the cinema, don't we? You do, but and that's that's, yeah. that's actually that's worse that. because I remember going <laughs> all over all over the uh, the the our VIP group and all over Facebook saying, "Please, UK friends, don't, don't say a word." Like, do it. Yeah. There's yeah. having a one television episode, not series, but episode spoiled is one thing, yep. but having a saga movie spoiled. Yeah, would be like, oh my god, laid it. Yeah, if you just imagine how much. See, I, I've I've friends who genuinely believe that spoilers don't impact on people's enjoyment of movies, and I can right. only assume that they've they've got into this mindset where once they understand what's happened, it for them it's not a spoiler anymore yeah. because there's no other reason. You know, there's so many movies that are ruined, or the the, the effect is lessened on a on a particular reveal by having it known ahead of seeing the movie you know and some of those lose completely you know they lose completely the reveal the second time around but you can obviously appreciate it from different points of view but i can't do it to people no for me for me it's a huge deal to be able to 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 kind of appreciate it from um from a from a fresh take yes now, for me, that's a really important thing. Well, that that's why we go on opening night, right? Like, that's that's what I do anyway. Like, I'm not a huge crowd guy. I prefer to go on a Monday afternoon matinee, even pay mm. a little, even though it's not the cheap day. It's just, like, I just sit in a theater by myself if I have to. I don't want anything spoiled. I didn't, especially with uh, The Force Awakens, I didn't want that Luke, I'm your father 
moment to be spoiled for me, if there was going to be one. I wanted to, to hit me with everything it could. I mean, I didn't want to know mm. anything, especially when you're watching the movie. In the back of your head, you're going, you mean, like, if, if you knew Han was going to die before Force Awakens, you'd be like, okay, when's he going to die? Oh, oh, obviously, he's going to die here. And there mm. he goes. And now he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which was almost ruined for me in the concession lineup, too. I oh, was there man. opening night, first ticket. I had to watch it in IMAX 3D. Holy crap, this is hard on the eyes. Yeah. Um, at an odd angle, not front row center. So, but it just so I wouldn't get it spoiled. And I'm in the concession and I hear some guy behind me, oh, did you hear some people already saw this movie in Australia? And they said Han. And I literally like, covered my ears like a kid going, nah, 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 nah. like I just, and then. <laughs> that but, is, yeah. Yeah, but starting the movie, I was like, I had this Han thing chewing at the back of my head. I was able to yep. avoid hearing it, but yep. it was there, you know. And it, yeah, like the, even even the knowledge that something's coming regarding Han is keeping you on ten, you're on tenterhooks yep. for the whole exactly. movie now. And I, oh, I just, I'm not a violent person. Mm. You know, Canadians, we tend to, we try to be polite. <laughs> But well, we, you, if you if you guys are ju- if you guys are trying, then you know <laughs> try harder. I hate to no, I was going to say I'd hate to know what happens if you're really trying. Go yeah, so. <laughs> you really put the effort in. You could out polite the entire world. <laughs> but yeah, but we yeah, exactly. But we shovel a lot of snow, so we get a lot of upper body strength. So you don't want to yeah. yeah, you don't want to turn around and slap somebody. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everybody's wearing flannel and skidoo boots, mm. and oh, it gets messy. It's horrible. So anyway, uh, I think we've uh, we we actually went on a proper tangent there, and that's an excellent way to end episode four of the roundtable. Again, I apologize. This having a head full of contact C and the time changes and the Mother's Days, and I'm just not the Eustis international bromance we're all having. <laughs> <laughs> over Star Wars, uh, the common the Commonwealth is a is a global beast, and thus you know some it comes with extra complications that most places don't have to worry about. It so, does, it yeah. does. It's almost like having like a you're it's like having the Star Wars girlfriend, and you get times wrong, and mm. the girlfriend comes home when the other girlfriend hasn't left yet. And oh wow, okay, that, that, that went to a different place yeah, than I was expecting. Yeah, of course, so you just I'm, missed I a am. date. I didn't realize you were you know. <laughs> and no, no, no. I'm I am I am happily married. I am joking. <laughs> yeah. Is that Star Trek, that whore? That's, yeah, that, yeah, when your Star Trek girlfriend comes over and the Star Wars one yeah. hasn't left yet because you didn't turn the box ahead. Battle Stars in the wardrobe, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Katie Sackhoff <laughs> posters hidden in the closet. And... <laughs> oh, boy, I think I've said too much. Anyway, uh, Dan Solo, thank, I, I'm sorry we didn't have the huge table here, but thank you so much. You did an awesome job, and we re- I really appreciate putting a face to the name, and uh, you're welcome back here anytime. We'll get a, we'll get a nice... Big table for you. Maybe we'll do a year-end thing with just veeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm honoured to be part of this uh, ragtag band uh, this month. So uh, thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, uh, do you have anything and- you any, anything you would like to promote or anything you have, uh, anything of your own you want uh, mentioned? Well, you can follow me on uh, on Twitter. I'm at Star Wars Sucker. The name's quite apt, really, because I'm basically <laughs> a sucker for any Star Wars figures or merch. And uh, what I do is I document my collection uh, on my Twitter so you can follow that and see any updates I've got. Um, that's that's pretty much the place to contact me. Um, I am considering doing some YouTube videos in the future of uh, 
of my Star Wars collection and anything that I pick up or maybe some interesting items. So uh, I will tweet out about that when uh, when it becomes available. Awesome. Well, do us uh, do us a favor and, and, and just attach whatever photos you put out. Attach our names, our Twitter handles to it so we can take a look. Because cool. we'd love to cool. see – we're just – you know, Rob and I, we're huge – fans of everything and anything star wars and it's so awesome when we see it's almost real i'm living vicariously it's like oh you got that figure oh you've got you've got room for those things i'm so jealous oh my god (laughs) all right uh and rob wade if anybody hasn't heard already what do you do on the internet (laughs) um i'm kind of I'm, I'm in this weird place where i'm trying to be the hardest working guy that nobody's ever heard of but if i successfully do it then you know, if I get heard of, then I can no longer make that claim. So it's a, I'm in a right. weird place. Um, but I mean, if you wish to follow me on the social medias, I'm on Twitter at Rob Wade Vision. Uh, and you can also find a blog that I run, Emotionally14.com, mm-hmm. which is basically everything I'm interested in that's not Star Wars. Awesome. Um, and you're, a, I mean, it should be a short list, right? But uh, there's quite a lot of it. No, and, and also you have your, uh, your other uh, crazy train podcast yeah so that's part I'm, of the part yeah. of the emotionally 14 uh, podcast net po- podcast family podcast right. network means you know a lot more work for me frankly yeah um <laughs> but yeah that's all part of the, the stuff i do for emotionally 14 um i also do obviously the the tsw toy box which uh funny enough just before we came on to record this i just finished recording with uh, jeremy and mark so that will be as soon as i get it edited that will be going out to the vips like yourself dan and uh and Mr. Cast as well, and yes. then obviously it will find its way to the to the good folks. You know, I say good folks, not great folks, because not VIPs. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, the good folks of Talk Star Wars um, fandom, uh, our our de- devoted and wonderful listeners, uh, will also get it obviously at some point in April. So once I've had a chance, um, I'm having some fun with the intro. So hopefully it will it people will enjoy it. Fantastic. Um, all right. Well, myself, I don't know if you've heard. I've uh, I don't know if Mark has told you. We put out this uh, TSW comics. Never heard of it. You've never heard of it. Eh? <laughs> Mark's been, uh, been 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 spreading a, the word a little bit, and uh, it that's a lot of fun. I do uh, comic Star Wars comic book reviews on the TalkStarWars.co.uk site, and currently I'm following all the Doctor Apra and the Darth Maul. Whatever issue we're at at the time, this whenever you're listening to this, there should be a, a review, a review corresponding. Oh uh, yeah, I do know this podcast. You didn't you crash some Jokoff's live stream to plug it the other day? <laughs> yes, yeah. I went. I found this guy, um, Rob Ugh. W. We'll call him. And oh, don't get me started on that guy. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, and and Mark and I were able to plug this uh, this new uh, TSW comic show. So that's mm. and so aside from the reviews I do, we're doing an actual comic book show. Uh, Mark and I, we're going to, I know our first one, episode one, we we did episode zero, just to introduce mm-hmm. uh, the concept. And when episode one comes out, we're going to be covering uh, issue one of Darth Maul. Nice. So that's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Of course, I got my um, uh, non-PG weekly show that is not Star Wars, but it's the Roman Potting Cast. Uh, my buddy Roman and I, we have a lot of fun every week. We try to put together about a half hour, 40 minutes a week to... Hopefully make you giggle on your commute to work or whatever you may be listening. Don't listen while traveling with the kids. <laughs> we <laughs> we don't like those emails. <laughs> yeah. Not that it's horrible. It's just, you know, it's just, you know, like it's, you talk differently to people of, of an age rather than around your children. <laughs> so. 
Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, that's a that's a good time, and of course, uh, you can get a hold of me at Robert MMCast on the Twitters. And next episode, uh, you should have a whole lot of uh, material from the Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. Um, yeah. Big meetup. I know the Road Squadron podcast, Skyhoppers podcast. Mark from Talk Star Wars and myself, we're heading down, and if we recognize each other, I'll be the Canadian. I don't know. I know we look a lot like Americans. Yeah. <laughs> we just have a, well, I'll wear my maple syrup cologne, and hopefully I'll stick out and everybody, can, <laughs> everybody will know who I am. Is that, be, uh, is that Canadian is, bacon? Is that, yeah, is that Canadian bacon? Oh, that guy that apologized for passing by you for the 18th? <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'll be at the convention. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. You're just trying to get to the good beer here. I'm sorry. Sorry. That, that'll that be me. And again, I apologize for the time zones and the Mother's Day and my crashing through this there with a, with a head cold. And I, But these guys have been awesome. Dan and Rob, I appreciate it. Carrying, really carrying the load this week. So I appreciate it. So until next time, we'll see you on uh, episode five from Orlando. Later. Later.